Welcome to the Choice Happens Podcast, where you can choose different, do different, and become the person you say you've always wanted to be. Here's your host, Emily Carpenter. Emily, thanks for having me here. I'm super excited for our conversation and mostly to hear all the amazing feedback that I know your listeners are going to gain as far as the wisdom we're going to be chatting about today. Awesome. Yeah. So glad to have you here. I mean, we met, I couldn't, I was trying to remember where we met or when we met. I think it was at least maybe 10, 12 years ago in a social media setting, probably. Yep. And um, I was up in the Rochester, New York area. Now I've, uh, I've been in South Florida for eight plus years now, traveled the world, spoke in front of tens of thousands of people all over the globe. And uh, I visit Rochester occasionally and actually had the unique uh, uh, last winter I was in Rochester. Uh, don't know why, but <laughs> I learned that the, it's much nicer in the sun uh, down in South Florida than in, in Rochester in the winter. Uh, yeah, it makes you appreciate when you have a couple <laughs> days of snow here. Yes. Yeah, great. So I'd like to just kind of jump right in and get some information about like what your journey has been. You know, it sounds like you've done a lot. You've been a lot of places. You've I know that you are constantly out there giving back, trying to help people in whatever situation they're in, which is why I love that we're talking today. Mm-hmm. Um, I Recently, you've helped me. We, you, know, you, you put out a Facebook Live call to anybody who wants to talk to you for that weekend, that particular mm-hmm. weekend, and I called you. And mm-hmm. that conversation gave me so much clarity on what I wanted to do professionally. I was you know, struggling with kind of getting clarity of which way to go. You know, I had some ideas, but I just needed a sounding board and somebody to kind of look at it with me. And you, you provided that. And that was, I'm forever grateful for that. Well, Um, Emily, that's a great point to even start with because I have a client that's doing roughly over $10 million a year. And I I speak with him on a regular basis and he called me the Uber of success. Like what you just described kind of, I thought of him when you said that, because in essence, a lot of people lack the clarity and just picture, let's think of Uber. Most people use Uber or have used it uh, at some point in time. You need to know two things. If you're asking for an Uber or a Lyft or something Mm -hmm. along those lines, you need to know where you are starting from. And you also need to know where you're wanting to end up, where you're wanting to go. Now, that sounds so simple. Yet, if we think about our lives and we think of the, the, the three main important areas of our life, of our health, our relationships and our finances, if we were to gain that clarity for each of those three areas of where exactly am I on a scale from zero to five, how would I rate my health? How would I rate my, each of my key relationships on a scale of zero to five in a non-judgmental fashion? It just is what it is. Right. And also my financial situation on a scale of zero to five, where do I feel I fall as far as where I am right now? And where would I like to be in my health? Where would I like to be in my key relationships? And where would I like to be in my financial situation? And it sounds so simple, yet it's so profound. We get caught up in the busyness of life. And many times we become humans on autopilot. We become basically a hypnotic state of going through the motions and don't sit down to gain the clarity of where we are and where we would truly like to be in each of those key areas. And if we were to really simplify this journey of life, which is brief, regardless of how long we end up living, um, it, it really boils down to the great equalizer of time. Where we choose to invest our time or waste our time is a direct correlation of where we are currently and where we will be in the very near future. 
yes. 30, 60, 90 days, a year from now, five years from now. So I commend you, Emily, for putting yourself out there, reaching out to people like me and others who are going to be coming on as guests for your podcast. But I also commend you, the listener. You are actually taking steps that are investing into yourself, investing into the future version of you, which is going to be better because you're going to take control of the one uh, equalizer of time, which you're already doing by investing it in this, but also gaining the clarity on where you are in your health, where you are in your key relationships and where you are in your financial situation right now, non-judgmentally, and then where would you like to be? And when you know those two things, you can now map it out. I mean, Emily, you and I are old enough now to, to remember the times prior to the smartphones when we had to actually use AAA to get the maps mm -hmm. if we wanted to make a trip to North Carolina or South right. Carolina or Florida and the maps. Do you remember those? Where they, oh, they, sure. I remember they that. Yeah, the, take the, a, the highlighter. Before you go on a trip, you take a trip to AAA office and yeah. get, your, get your books. Yeah, right. and the books. Now, even and with the books, that was like the best thing ever. That mm -hmm. was like we didn't have to leave it to our memory. Uh, okay, great. But we had to pay attention because yeah. I, I remember on several long trips, We'd get talking and, oh, and, or confused. Oh, was that the exit? And then you'd have to backtrack, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that was at least proactively uh, identifying, here's where we are, our starting point, here's where we wanted to go. And then the route was predetermined. And then it was up to us to follow the route and stay on track, stay on the path. And it's so simple. But now we have so many tools above and beyond what we had back in the day mm. that uh, are there for those like you, your listeners, like you listening to this right now, who are investing their time, not wasting their time? Because technology can be a great assistant to those who are using it, but technology also is using the masses. And think about that. Would you rather use technology for your benefit or be used by technology for their benefit? Big difference essence, there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a big difference, right? Now, those companies are billion-plus-dollar companies, multi-billion-dollar companies because they're using the masses. And very few of the masses uh, actually, you know, we, we are being used because we're, we're, we're participating in it, but very few actually use it to their benefit. And there's a huge shift in that small little differentiator. So yeah. you, as a listener, uh, I would ask you to gain that clarity. You know, here is Emily and Tom. Nice to meet you, by the way. Uh, if you're listening, you know Emily, but you don't know me. Uh, we're here as your Uber guides to getting you from where you are to where you want to be. All we need from you and all you and the future version of yourself need from you is to invest the time to, to really get that clarity of where exactly am I, honestly. No, don't lie to yourself. You know, it's, it's, it, if you're lying to yourself it, and you're telling us as the Uber that's picking you up where you are and you're not at that location, we can't help you, right? Mm, so this is point. time to get honest with yourself. And from there, then get honest of where do you want to go? And then it really backs up to are you committed to staying on course consistently with taking the proper actions to get you from where you are to where you want to be? And that boils back to, Emily, what your topic of choice is all about. Every day, we make thousands of choices, and those choices are either pulling us closer towards that predetermined destination or pulling us away from that. And, and the, 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 the day and time that we live in right now is full of distractions. 
the news. I call news negative energy without substance. N-E-W. Negative energy without substance is pulling your energy level down. Let's think of life. uh, There's a quote from Nikola Tesla. Not Elon Musk's, Musk's Tesla cars. Nikola Tesla, the one who actually in upstate New York, up around the uh, Niagara Falls, you know, his name is well known for creating a lot of the energy producing uh, uh, patents that were used to, to capture that energy of the water and turn it into energy that can be used. Uh, uh, Tesla was above and beyond uh, his time. It's still a lot of the inventions he had aren't even being implemented today. Uh, which they will hopefully soon. But anyhow, he has a quote that says, if you want to know the secrets of the universe, study energy, frequency, and vibration. And here you are, you're tapped into this. I would suggest that this is giving you a higher level of energy, frequency, and vibration. It's like tuning into a different radio station. And if you choose to go later and invest your time, actually waste your time in any news, it will that negative energy without substance will pull you down to a lower frequency a lower uh, vibration, a lower level of energy. It's up to you. It's up to me. It's up to each of us to recognize I need to be very cautious of my energy, frequency, and vibration. Mm -hmm. Am I on an upward spiral of being more energetic, a higher level of frequency and a higher vibration or lower? And each of us have that. and, And some have called it the emotional guidance scale. Uh, when we take control and monitor our emotions and follow those emotions and hopefully seek higher levels of emotions, which lead to higher energy, frequency, and vibration, uh, it leads to much better things, at least from my journey and working with some of the most well-respected New York Times bestselling authors and and marketers uh, of today's day and age. Yeah, you know, Tom, I I like that, um, the the news acronym there. I I haven't watched the news in... Mm -hmm. On a regular basis of any kind, anyway, Good. in probably ten years, I, it, I found that I'm much happier person yep. when I don't tune into the news. Um, I do, you know, I try to stay abreast of some of the bigger issues that are going on, but for the most part, I don't need to know every little detail of what's happening in the world. And most of my news or my current events, I get through comedy. You know, I, I, I watch stuff on YouTube where it's a the, a replay of a recap of whatever's going on, but through the eyes of a comedian, because yeah. I really can't handle it any other way on a regular basis without just getting bogged down in right. the negativity that's out it, there. It literally is comical. I mean, it's comical when you break are able to, to choose to break away from the news, the negative energy without substance. It, it literally raises your energy, your frequency and vibration, and you really just don't feel called to it anymore. It's kind of like when you switch to eating more healthier foods. Yeah. Beginning, you're kind of tempted to go back towards the old ways, but after a a consistent amount of time, you aren't even, it's not even desirous anymore. Your body just seeks uh, those healthier foods. Right. And that's, it just happens in each of the areas. Like what brought me joy in my 20s it's totally disgusting to me now. Like I, I look back and like, wow, like I can't believe I, I chose that path for so long right. and actually thought it was fun. And, and I look back and like, man, I wish I would have grown up earlier. And I'm, I'm 46 this month and I'm still waiting to grow up. I'm, I'm a late bloomer, I guess. Ah, well, we, we all have to be improving. That's why, you know, that's, that's the only way life goes on, I think, is if we keep getting better. So good for yeah. you for continuing on that journey. So you and, and let me let me just state let yeah. me state a similar thing like that that I, 
I said that kind of in jest because what I what I look back on my history as, and I would suggest others consider this, is basically, you know, if I were asked the question, what would you change? I now mm. look back on it and say, I probably wouldn't change a thing because right. all those lessons that I learned and the poor choices that I made and the lessons that came from those have molded me into who I am today. Exactly. And, and when you can take ownership of that, and I don't look back, and, I, and, and yes, I say and do, like I, I will admit this, Emily, and you listening, today I will say, do, and, and think some things that are not the best representation of who I am. Hmm. And I, I'm okay with knowing that. I don't beat myself up, but I am continuously, as Tony Robbins says, C-A-N-I, constant and never-ending improvement. But I also don't fall for the fallacy of uh, perfection and or the, the misrepresentation or ever suggest to anybody that I have all the answers and I am perfect and I will never say or do hmm. anything stupid. <clears throat> I will yeah. say and do many things stupid today and I will hopefully not repeat them. I will be able, be able to observe them and learn from them and become a little bit better each and every day. My, my goal is to be a little better today than I was yesterday and a little better tomorrow than I was today. Nothing dramatically 180 degrees different, but small changes consistently made over time, just like one small step a day, you know, a one small walk a day would get you a long distance if you were consistent in heading down that proper path. Right. So don't look back on uh, your history with regret. Don't look back on it with, you know, uh, disgust. Look back on it and say, hey, I'm alive. I'm still alive. All those poor choices and all those crazy decisions that I made, somehow, some way, I'm still alive, thank goodness, and mm. hopefully from them, I've, I've made some, uh, some transference of wisdom to actually make smarter choices today. Right, and that's, it. that's exactly how I feel about it. Yeah. You know, there's no sense in sitting in regret about past yeah. decisions. It's just, what, it, you know, what am I doing right now about it? And yeah. And I'm, I'm grateful for those mishaps I've had or those bad decisions or that they're, they, I can own that and say, that's what I did. This is what I'm going to do now. And that's what brought me to where I am today. And I'm happy with me today. Yep. And I can't always say that I was happy with myself at other points in my past, but right. if I hadn't gone through that, I couldn't appreciate what I have now. So. Absolutely. And there's a quote from Napoleon Hill, the author of Think and Grow Rich, which if you haven't read that book, I would definitely write that Great down book. as a must read, mm. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And in that, he has a quote that really resonates with me. And, and I will warn you, it's not something that's going to give you a warm feeling of comfort when you hear it and you're going through difficult times. But let me share it with you. Uh, Every adversity carries with it the seed of an equivalent or greater benefit. Mm. Once yes. again, Every adversity carries with it the seed of an equivalent or greater benefit. So looking back on my history, I can see and remember in vivid detail the biggest uh, challenges and adversities that I faced that literally had me feeling there was no light at the end of the tunnel. Like, this is it. Like, I, I guess this is how it, it's all going to end, you know, and, and never seeing, you know, how I was going to get out of that terrible situation. Um, those fulfilled in time that quote. I, I can see those biggest challenges, which really put me on my knees mm. in time, gave me the lessons that, that are some of my most precious uh, lessons that were gained and, and have given me the most, uh, uh, the, bigger, the bigger diversity, the bigger, the, 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 the benefit that was waiting for me in due time. 
and the lesson that would come. So it's right, not yeah, when you're going through it, you don't want to you don't want to hear that, right? But it's yeah. so true because we have to go through some of these challenges sometimes to see where you know it really matters. And yeah. I think maybe you know we can kind of create that that same thing without having to go through those challenges. Or I mean, the challenges are going to come. Things are yeah. difficult. Times are going to come at some point for for everybody at some sometime. Yeah. But I feel we can, we're either we can try either, to get those we can try to get those lessons earlier if we take the time like you said to really think about where we are, where we want to be. Yep. So, I'd like to hear your thoughts on how does someone do that? Where how do they get the idea? I mean, you said don't lie to yourself, don't kid yourself, but sometimes people don't even know they're they're not being truthful with themselves. They can't actually see where they are. You know, they need some kind of outside perspective or some real soul searching and how does someone come to that point where they say, yeah, this is where Uber needs to come pick me up so yep. I can go to where I want to be. And then yep. the next thing of where do I want to be? How do they figure that out? So Perfect. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Well, the good news is it's not the same for, for any of us. It's different for each and every one of us. So there, there's all, it all circles back to this starting point. It's mm -hmm. up to each of us to explore. And start looking to see, like, what do I feel would be me living at my full potential? What do I feel would give me joy, would give me adventure, would give me a feeling of passion? And am I currently in that state now? Like, how would I rate myself with joy in this date, like right here, right now? How would I relate or rate myself on a scale of zero to five with my level of adventure? How would I rate myself on a scale of zero to five of passion? And ask, is this the best representation of who I am? And I will say this, like I, I feel that regardless of any level of success, no one is even close to tapping into the full potential that we have as humans. Hmm. So I know regardless of, of what levels of success I've had in the numerous chapters of my life, there's much more and my best is yet to come. So I would have you consider as a listener and you, Emily, and myself consider my best is yet to come is this the best representation of me and who I am and, and, and the dreams that I had? Am I still dreaming or have I suppressed those dreams? Hmm. And I have, I, I carry around with me a, a, a pack of billion dollar bills. My, my last name's Beals, so uh, they're billion dollar <laughs> bills. Well, they're, they're billion dollar bills that I had printed up with a, a message of inspiration on the back of each of them. Uh, I guess they could be called a, a quote unquote business card, but I don't have business cards. They're just billion dollar deals that I hand out. And one of the lessons that I have is, look, this is a paper representation. And, and just think if this were a billion dollars mm. and I'll share this. Uh, anytime you come into wealth at, a, at an exponential level larger than what you currently have, there's going to be a stuff phase. So I say this. So if you were to have an extra million, five million, 10 million, a hundred million, a billion dollars after the stuff phase, what would you do that you feel would be giving you a sense of fulfillment that you feel you would be doing what's yours to do, sharing your gift with the world? What would that be? And, and the whole purpose of that is to get people to begin dreaming and begin asking themselves those, those larger questions to stop suppressing those dreams, but then start exploring those dreams. And here's what I'll say, like, look, I'm not saying to abandon everything and go follow that particular dream. But what I am suggesting is you become curious and start exploring, you know, about people who have gone down that path and finding people that have blogs about it, that have videos about it, that have transformational stories of how they, you know, just woke up one day and didn't like the image that was 
showing uh, back at them in the mirror and they decided to make a change. And in 60 days, they dropped 50 pounds, you know, and, and that was the beginning. They went on to drop 100 pounds and here's, the, here's their life now. Or uh, someone like me who was in corporate America and was successful uh, with air quotes, successful in corporate America, but it wasn't the view that I thought. Here I was at the top of that mountain and I didn't like the view. Mm. And after I did that five separate times, I became number one in five separate sales organizations. I was like, apparently the view is never going to be fulfilling to me. There's mm. got to be more. And that's what led me down the explorative path of being an entrepreneur. I, I had dealt with and I had uh, succeeded within the, the parameters of corporate America, but I didn't like the view. I didn't feel that was the best representation of who I was. I didn't like the fact that I had to suppress many dreams and many goals and aspirations. And I, I, I started to explore what it would be like to be an entrepreneur, how others made that transition, and then took the leap uh, and, and very quickly fell directly flatly on my face. <laughs> it was not a leap that just immediately turned into success. It was a leap that uh, after what would, many would call a complete failure, I went back and begged the, the employer that I quit uh, months prior for my job back. And I didn't get my job back. I got a job back that was lower than where I left. Uh, and I had to suck my ego up to do that. But I knew when I did that, that, that was a temporary solution. Uh, I knew that I was not permanently giving up on my dreams, but I knew also recognized I had responsibilities that weren't being met with this new explorative path that this would give me that today money necessary to fund my dreams. And so when I went back, yes, I still gave it my all and I still became very good at doing what I was doing. And it was putting food on the table and, and honoring my responsibilities. But it was also funding my departure from corporate America in the very near future. And the next time I left, it went on to be a tremendous success. Um, so it really is up to, to asking those questions. Like think back to that billion dollars picture. You're coming into a million, five million, 10 million. After you had the stuff phase, what would be the thing that you would do that would be fulfilling to you? Like you feel like this is why you're here. This is why I was put on this earth to do this. And consider like, okay, what can I begin exploring? You know, would, it, would I find some people that have made a transition such as that? And could I find some inspiration? And basically, we live in a day and age where very rarely are you going to be down the track of Star Wars or Star, or Star Trek, you know, where no man or woman has gone before. <laughs> right. You know, Chances are good you're going to find some people that have had similar dreams, goals, and aspirations that, that made it uh, turn from a dream into a reality. And, and they pretty much, uh, success leaves clues. They pretty much leave a trail that you can emulate and begin studying and researching and figuring out what resonates for you and what could be a path that could get you on that Uber journey from where you are to where you want to be. So, Tom, you, you um, said that you had a you know you fell flat on your face when you first started then you yep. you went back to work and took a lower position so you could get to where you want to go and yep. then you continue to follow that dream and so like we're going back to the triple a maps you know there's you know those that they give you one route but there's it do, the route doesn't always stay the same and sometimes you've got to change course but you can still get back on course you know if you know mm -hmm. where you're going it doesn't matter the path that you take to get there you're going to get there eventually if you know where you're yep. going so it sounds yep. like you really knew where you were going and yep. I, I want to know more about how do you how did you get to that point or how did you 
go past all of the, I imagine at that point, um, family members or friends might have been saying, look, you failed or, you know, like, so it, I'm sure it wasn't all positive. I mean, my experience, it hasn't, hasn't always been that way where I've had yeah. complete support from everyone that loves me. You know, I know they love me, but they don't understand the path of right. the entrepreneur. Um, and so going through that and getting through all that and moving forward anyway, where yeah. does that kind of resolve come from? And what have you, what do you do to keep that positive energy going and the determination to stay on course well let's let's transfer it to today's day and age where we move from the AAA maps to now gps and yeah. many of us can probably relate to us putting a destination in it giving us the route and for whatever reason whether it was a roadblock or whether you know for some reason you didn't turn down the path it sent you down yeah it recalibrates and readjusts and you can go it does it immediately go, <laughs> yeah and you can go tremendously off course and it's still will keep readjusting to get you back to the destination that you put in. Yes. And that's kind of the route I went. I went for years of going off path, but knowing that I would be that entrepreneur who's not tied to corporate America and, and would be self-sustaining uh, in due time. Um, and not only did I not have supportive uh, family members and things of that nature, I came to realize, they, like you said, they love me. And they love every entrepreneur, those family members, and they're doing what they feel is, is the best for you, the best for me. Right. So, uh, and, and sometimes it's definitely not in the most tactful manner. So at the time, <laughs> my wife was calling me uh, an effing loser. And you, mm. you're a loser. You're never going to be successful. You're a dreamer. Everyone in my family hates you. You know, how dare you? you why can't you just mm. go get a job at a factory? I mean, far from being supportive, it was yeah. the absolute 180 degrees. I was, uh, I may as well have worn horns for having a dream <laughs> that I was following. Um, and that's the level of support that I was receiving. Mm. Now, um, it takes pig-headed determination. And it, <laughs> takes, it, it takes the commitment of, I'm going to do this for as long as it takes. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go as far as I can down this path, obviously, hopefully with the right guidance. And that was kind of one of the keys that I got was getting a guide and getting a mentor who could help me, uh, who'd already achieve what I was seeking to achieve and who could point me down the path that would help me get there more easily, efficiently and alive. Um, and with mentor after mentor, I was pointed down the right path of taking the right steps. And I grew with, with my discernment. It literally became a, clarif a clarifying process of discerning what were the right choices to make and what were uh, time wasters and what were money wasters and things of that nature. But it, it, uh, there's no shortcut. There's no snap of the fingers. There's no lottery ticket per se. It's literally a commitment to do whatever it takes for as long as it takes. And I say whatever it takes uh, under the assumption that it's honest and ethical and, and above board. That's, and right. I, I added that in. You know, most people that are attracted to you and attracted to me are that, but there are some who would hear that and, oh, yeah, whatever it takes. No, whatever <laughs> it takes, honestly, ethically, and, and all those things. Right. So you can uh, still sleep at night and yeah, well, yeah, well, I also without know doing harm that, to others. <laughs> I know many people that uh, do things that are not honest, that are not ethical, sure. ethical and they sleep like babies. And they <laughs> do <laughs> good well. point. So, yeah. So, so yeah, it, but but for the people that I, I attract, and I know you attract, it, it it doesn't it doesn't have to be said, but I do throw that in there now. So basically, doing whatever it takes for as long as it takes until I reach the destination. Uh, to include it, you know, I suck my ego up, and I tell a lot of people now, like, look, what do you have to do to put money on the table right now? That may be where where can you provide value for a job 
that will be the today money that fuels your tomorrow money dreams and projects. Mm. And I don't say, look, I'm not saying something I wouldn't do. I did it. I went back and begged, you know, and it's funny when I quit, they were like, oh, sure, you'll be back. Like, yeah, good luck. You'll be back soon. And sure enough, I came back. Yeah. And, and I was cocky because I was number one in five separate sales organizations. I thought, oh, this entrepreneurial thing will be similar to the sales. I'll just go rock it right away. And uh, it wasn't the case. There's yeah. a lot of things you have to unlearn and there's a lot of things you have to learn. Another book you would want to read uh, related to that specifically is the book by Michael Gerber called The E-Myth. Mm, yes. And there's, uh, there, that's a great book, but he also has a course inside Audible uh, that if you, if you look for the e-myth, there's a live training that Michael Gerber recorded with Nightingale Conant that's also now an, an audible program that shares basically how to unlearn being an employee and how to learn being a business owner and an entrepreneur. And it's a really wide chasm that not everybody can, can make the transition. Just because you're a good employee doesn't mean you can be a good business owner. Right. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a different skill set that people don't always get until you're in it. Yeah. And, and like, so I was very good at sales and I thought, oh, this would be simple. It was not simple. I had to unlearn things and learn a lot of things that I wasn't even aware I had to learn. I was unconsciously incompetent. And that's literally the journey we go on. We, we set that destination. And, and let me be clear on this. I wasn't super clear on the destination. So if we're using the Uber example, Instead of being like, I'm in South Florida, instead of saying, okay, I'm here, this is, uh, pick me up where I am and bring me to the Fort Lauderdale airport. I was more on a destination of like, bring me to Florida. Like, so <laughs> when I was in corporate America, my destination was wide. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't have the clarity of in Florida, there's obviously a lot of cities, a lot of places to go. I wasn't even, I was about that clear. I was in New York and I wanted to go to Florida. Now, we know that specificity isn't ideal, but it's at least we know what direction to head, mm -hmm. right? That example, we need to go south, right? <laughs> Just yeah. keep heading south in, in state of the east, uh, in Atlantic and south, and you'll be fine. You'll get there eventually. That's kind of the route I took. And then as the trip unfolded, I became clearer and clearer on where exactly I wanted to go. So that's something I think very important to share, Emily, because a lot of people think you are required to have the exact clarity of the exact end result. And what happens is, at least from my journey and many of the New York Times bestselling friends and most well-respected marketers that are great friends of mine, we knew the general direction we were heading, but we surely didn't know the super clear destination that we were going to arrive at. Yeah, that, that's a great point because I think that's, that could be something that stops people from ever starting yes. is not knowing the exact destination, not realizing that the journey is going to make that more clear. I think the closer you get to your you know, uh, <laughs> final destination, if it is final, I, I don't think there's ever a final destination. Right. We just keep going and finding something different. But if you yeah. can have that, you know, that, that clarity comes as you get closer to it. Like yeah. So think of it like stay further away. You're never going to get close enough to feel that and be able to define it better. Right. So, so there's a quote from Zig Ziglar. He says, uh, 100% of the time this occurs, people that don't take the first step, 100% of the time won't take the second step. Yeah. So you have to take the first step. And then yeah. when you take that first step, think of it like a car at night. We don't see the whole route lit up in front of us. We have the headlights, which give us enough space to know the, the immediate distance in front of us, which right. allows us enough time to adjust accordingly. So think of this success journey as similar to driving at night. 
when you take the first step, you can see the second step. And when you take the second step, you can see the third and so on and so forth. Is it scary? Absolutely. Picture driving down a road at night that's windy and curvy and you aren't, it's not an area that you're used to. It's new territory. So it's scary, but you just go on faith like, all right, I'm confident enough that I'll see the headlights. And if the headlights show me going off a cliff, I'll be able to see that and I'll adjust accordingly to, to stay on the path. Right. You just yeah. need to see what's in front of you. You yeah. don't always need to see the whole path at yes. once. And if you did see the whole path, it would probably be too overwhelming anyway. You'd never, oh, you'd never leave the house. Forget about it. I, I literally, I, well, I had a client that I took on that I normally don't take on. And the client came to me who wasn't already successful. Most of the people I work with are already millionaires or dec- you know, tens of millions, in some cases, hundreds of millions of dollars of success. This client came to me with just the beginning vision of realizing I don't want to be in this role anymore. I want to be an entrepreneur. Mm. And he's local and we met at the local, uh, you know, we met locally and, he, and, and I told him, I said, look, I normally don't take you on, but I, I don't want to leave you to the sharks. Like I know that if I don't guide you, you're going to get led down a path that will set your expectations to make it sound easy. And it's not. Right. So I, I took him on and over time he went down this treacherous path that I warned him about. And like, <laughs> you know, it's pretty much a minefield. Like, look, not many people make it, but follow these steps and you will get to the destination. And he went from that level of knowing he wasn't fulfilling his dreams to now he's, he's earning several hundred thousand uh, a year uh, living the life of his dreams. But he told me, man, it was not simple. And I said, you know what? I thought of me when you and I talked originally, and here's the bottom line, Emily, if I were consulting myself all those years ago, who was in corporate America, knowing the path that I went down, hmm. it's almost like, man, do I want to set the hopes too high? Like this road is, is arduous. This road is, is challenging. Like it's like, had I known the whole road in advance, I probably like, screw this. I do not yeah. want to go through that. Like it's, it's a treacherous journey. And I'm, I'm a Marine. Like I was four years of active duty in the Marine Corps. I've been through some stuff and I will say that it's similar to boot camp in the Marine Corps. It's similar to putting yourself through like a lot of people would ask like, why would you sign up to be someone who knew that you're going to boot camp in the Marine Corps? I'm like, oh, I wanted the challenge. You know, mm-hmm. why did I pick the Marines? Cause I heard it was the toughest. <laughs> I mean, that's, and, and that's, that's strange to a lot of people, but to me, like if I'm going to do anything, I want to want to pick the tough, the toughest. And yeah, I will that- say this, if you're going down the entrepreneurial path, you have to pretty much have the commitment to say, look, I'm going into this knowing they're going to kick my butt and knowing that most people, a lot of people drop out. Uh, when, we, when we started boot camp, there was like 80 some people in our platoon. When we graduated, there was 60, 20 some people dropped out uh, yeah. of our particular platoon. Like they just can't handle it. And that's how this entrepreneurial journey is. It takes fortitude. It takes commitment. It takes discipline. It takes not listening to the naysayers. It takes pretty much recognizing and not taking it personally, recognizing they're doing the best. They're trying to help you save you from the pain that most people can't, can't make it. They're trying to save you from that. And you have to smile and and appreciate that and thank them and continue down the path. I I think the point where I decided to become an entrepreneur and go out on my own, quit my day job and, and start running my own business. It was where that it just got to be where what, where I was, uh, which was working in corporate America, mm-hmm. I had a fine job. I was doing well. Um, I could have continued on that course, but I saw this other opportunity of where I could do this for myself and I could have my own business. And 
I knew it was going to be a lot of work and mm -hmm. I knew it was going to not be the perfect path, but staying where I was, was sure not it either. Right. You know, um, it seemed like it would have been easier to stay there and have, you know, stay with my great health insurance and all the wonderful things that come along with being an employee and not having to make a lot of decisions or think about a lot of stuff except just show up and do your job every day. And I yep. could have kept doing that. And the thing was that that was painful enough. That was, that was painful to me. You know, yep. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the people I worked with. But the fact of knowing that I could be doing something different and if I didn't do it now, I didn't know if I was ever going to do it. So I made right. that leap. And right. it's so sometimes what seems like the easier way, which is doing what you always have done, can actually be harder than it. Maybe it's like maybe it's more like the frog in the pot, you know, where yeah. you put you don't realize how bad it is because mm -hmm. you're, you're just used to it. You've done it for so long. Yep. And I think going out there and taking the leap is a little bit more of going into the boiling water <laughs> at, you know, right, right at the start. But at least you know what you're getting into and you know how to get out of it and, and you keep going. Or at least you, yep. you, know, you know that there's a, a final destiny or a final thing that you want to do, a goal that you have that you can accomplish, but you can't get it by sitting right. where you are. You have to, you have to go forward. Right. It's a challenge. And, and, and I would say it's similar to boot camp. Like I, I learned in boot camp that uh, no matter how well I did something or no matter how fast or how awesome it was, I was still going to get yelled at. And I yeah. finally emotionally just recognized that. And I learned the rules of the game. I, I learned the rules of engagement. And in doing so, I became the guide for our platoon and led us to, to, to work together as a unit to end up winning all the things that we could win, which were drill, uh, rifle range and uh, testing scores uh, by me being the guide and pulling everyone together. Uh, and then at the end of those, those three months of, of, of torture of what people, uh, people would call hell at boot camp, uh, I became the honor man for my platoon. I was, I was chosen by my drill instructors to be the honor man. And my, my grandfather, who was at Pearl Harbor, was asked to sit next to the base general to watch his grandson graduate as the honor man. So it was very proud. And, and I would say the entrepreneurial journey is, look, I, I, it's very similar to that commitment. A lot of people are like, man, are you aware of what you're in for? Like most people don't make it. And this is a hard journey. Are you ready? And you got to be willing to go for it and give your best and give your all and get the proper guidance. And so I, I, I now guide people through that minefield. I guided that client that I normally don't take on uh, to change his life. And he's now, you know, it's, it's a relationship that we'll always cherish, you know, that I, I'm proud of him for accomplishing. I'm almost as proud as my grandfather mm. who sat and watched me graduate as honor man. Like, you know, I, I, I gave him the guidance, but he did the work. I couldn't do the work for him. Right. And that's kind of what it is. So the, the, the goal would be to graduate from boot camp. Like if you, I just want to graduate. I don't want to drop out. I, as long as I can graduate. Now, what does graduate mean as far as, uh, from my perspective as an entrepreneur, that means to equal what would provide for your lifestyle on your own business. Like, mm -hmm. so you're already working. You and I would not take the advice of one of the coaches I got early on told me to quit my corporate job. And, you know, if I don't burn the bridge, then I'm not serious. So I quit and I cut off my today money, which, you know, without having anything going in my, my new entrepreneurial endeavors put me in a pickle. Very quickly, the savings dried up and very quickly, I, you know, hadn't figured out how to generate money yet and had to go back and beg for my job. 
Yeah. So I would, I would recommend people use their current job as the funding. You know, right now, if you're, if you're employed somewhere and have a dream to be an entrepreneur, consider them your number one client. They're your most important client. Give it all you've got and, and recognize that as the day money, which is going to keep your lifestyle afloat, put the food on the table, pay the bills, et cetera, and also fund your dream. So doing that, uh, I would say graduating boot camp would be figuring out how in a quick, efficient, effective manner to get enough from your outside endeavors, uh, your entrepreneurial endeavors to pay for your expenses and lifestyle enough to where you can then retire that account, uh, your number one account, and, and now give your full attention towards your business, which you already have figured out. By the time you replace that income, you already have figured out the most difficult uh, chasm. Like you, if you, when you get to that point where you can uh, supplement your job income and let that one go and still be all right, hmm. you figured it out enough to where now you've got enough trajectory and momentum to know what it takes to now amplify those results. In many cases, exponentially. Now that you can give it your full attention and, and uh, time. Great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea of the number one client being your employer because, you know, and the thing about that too is I, I've heard a lot of entrepreneurs, they have one client, you know, one big client, the rest mm -hmm. of them, may, they might have a couple little things here and there, but they concentrate on this one client and then that one client decides to not work with them anymore. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, their I whole business gets tanked and and they have to scramble to try to replace that. So the same yeah. thing is true when you're when you're working for someone else, you could get laid off. You could, you know, the company could disintegrate. Anything can happen. So when you're working on how to make money outside of that on your own, you're, you know, you become kind of the number one client. Um, and your, you know, your, your current employer is, is your number one client and it, as you build up this other thing. But I think it's, uh, a false sense of security when you have one big client and you think that's the only, you know, you don't need anything else. You've always got to be looking for other ways to improve and to make it work. And so you start with wow. that number one client, your employer, and then make other, you know, make other ones, get other ones, get yeah. other ways of, to bring that money in, that passive income or, or whatever it is that you're working towards. I've had it happen three times on my entrepreneurial journey where I had clients that were in the multiple hundreds of thousands uh, and they disappeared, not with any warning. It was uh, not, it was just by changes in the industry. One thing you can count on is change. Just, yeah. you know, you wake up, I had, yeah. uh, woke up one day and a, a 20,000 per month uh, revenue stream was gone. And I woke up uh, years later, another uh, 20,000 a month revenue stream was gone. And then years later, another 20,000 a month revenue stream. So you put the time, effort, and energy in to build those up. Yeah. And then change in the marketplace occurs. And yes, uh, it, it pushes us out of our comfort zone. And, and it's a continual learning to not get comfortable. And, and as you progress and as you start to gain some momentum and start to gain some results, then you also transition not only on growing your business, but also growing your wealth. And that right. opens up the whole different uh, uh, thinking of, okay, where can I invest these uh, resources to have the money work for me uh, as hard as the business and the people are working for me, right? So there, there's, it's fun, it's fun to go down that path, but not everybody uh, transitions to that. Some people sit in the comfort zone and then without taking proactive measures to build their wealth, very quickly uh, that one client can disappear and, and suck away savings uh, at a very rapid rate.
So right. lots of lessons uh, can be unfolded, uh, but it's best to have someone as that mentor who's been down that path to help prepare you and help uh, put you on the proper course of action proactively versus reactively. Absolutely. Yep. So, uh, so Tom, do you, I guess I'll share Like if you're listening to this and, and this may like, okay, great. This is all good. Yes. I have some entrepreneurial endeavors, but you know, here's, here's something I'll share with you. Uh, Emily, myself, and you listening to this, the great news is none of us are trees. We don't have roots, you know, and, and just because we may have been in a certain pattern or certain routine personally and or professionally, Here's the reality. We are all the author, the writer, the producer, the starring actor in our own movie. And we can have a plot twist at any point in time that we deem necessary. And mm. the plot twist can be a health plot twist. You know, uh, you know what? This, this was the trajectory until this day happened. And all of a sudden, change began. Now, the patterns changed because I started working out. I started eating better. I started getting better sleep. I started taking care of myself better. And in 60 days, I'm in the healthiest version of myself. Where 60 days ago, it wasn't even on the awareness. I made a choice in the moment. And 60 to 90 days later, everything changed. Hmm. Same thing with relationships. Same things with financial situations, etc. You are the starring actor, the director, the writer, and it, it can be a plot twist that only you know about. And I mean, we think of movies. I mean, we all love a great plot twist. I think of the one, uh, boy, when Leonardo DiCaprio gets shot by Matt uh, Damon <laughs> in, in the elevator, uh, The Departed. That was like a plot twist I didn't see coming. Like, what's a plot twist that no one could see coming in your life that you're like, you know what? It's time for a change. I'm going to be the healthiest version of myself possible. And it starts with doing a little explore, exploring and taking some action. And with consistent action, you can be the healthiest version. Now, I found a direct correlation. When I'm in an unhealthy uh, mental, physical, or emotional state, I also have recognized a pattern that my financial and, and relationships are not in a most healthy state. When I found myself in a healthy state mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, direct correlation between my financial situation being a healthy state and the direct correlation between my relationships being in a healthy state. So I would recommend if health isn't a high priority for you, that you start contemplating and exploring a potential plot twist to make it important to you and watch how when you choose to treat yourself properly, when you choose to make yourself a priority and your vehicle of this body a priority and give it the proper attention to give it the proper maintenance to be the best that it's capable of being. Watch how that positively impacts your key relationships, main one with yourself and then others and watch how it uh, also positively impacts your uh, energy and your drive to raise your financial capabilities as well. Mm, I love that. Cause you know, sometimes we have a, a certain goal in mind is something that we want. Maybe it's a financial goal and we want to make more money, whatever mm -hmm. that is for somebody. Mm -hmm. But so you try to do that in the financial realm, but maybe that's not the place to start at all. It could be with health or it could be with relationships or just, you know, getting fit spiritually, mentally, physically, yep. um, that has nothing to do with, it doesn't seem like it has anything to do with finances, but mm -hmm. it all has everything to do with finances because yeah. without a clear head and that confidence mm -hmm. and the energy to do those things, you may not ever have what you, what it takes to get there. So right. starting with something, whatever yep. area it is that you can start with right now 
is going to shift everything else to the point where you can get to your goals in every area. Correct. And, and what you'll find is you now, if you make a commitment to become healthy and you start modifying some choices, you break out of the automaton version of your previous self, you break out of that hypnotic state and you start making proactive changes in your behaviors on a consistent basis, you're going to become healthier mentally, physically, emotionally. You're going to look in the mirror and like what you see. You're going to see that you can and are capable of change. And when you set your mind to something and you stick to it, you can basically turn your dreams into reality. So mm. that builds your confidence. That builds your uh, belief in yourself. That, belief, that, that builds your uh, ability to recognize just because it's always been that way. It doesn't have to continue to be that way. You can now start making choices that lead to the best version of you. And, and like I said, I've, I've seen a direct correlation in myself and clients when they choose to put themselves as a priority uh, and, and be a, the healthiest version they're capable of. Their relationships also thrive as well as their energy and uh, commitment to growing their financial situation as well. So I would highly recommend starting there. That's a great mm -hmm. place to start. And yeah. a lot of people nowadays, let's just face it. I mean, I, I don't know the statistics, but I know that, uh, geez, a lot of people suffer with anxiety and depression and all this other, uh, other stuff. Uh, motion definitely helps your emotions. So Absolutely. get your body in motion. I do a morning walk, uh, 1.7 miles to the beach and 1.7 miles back every morning here in South Florida. Uh, and when I'm traveling, I walk 30 minutes in one direction and 30 minutes back. And while I'm walking, I'm also listening to podcasts such as this. I'm also listening to Audible. If you're not on Audible, go get on Audible and listen to books over and over that are recommended by uh, your mentors, your people that you resonate with. And similar to how you and I, Emily, and I'm sure you listening, can sing along to hundreds if not thousands of songs None of us sat down to memorize those lyrics. What we did is listen to them repetitively and we learn it automatically. Similarly, right. you do your morning walk and you listen to podcasts at 2x speed uh, and or audible at you train yourself to listen at 3x speed. On my morning walk in the, in the morning, I'm mentally, physically, and emotionally and spiritually stimulating myself with the sunrise and the walk and all that. But I'm also feeding my mind with these audios, which are helpful and impactful for myself and my clients. And I listen to many of the books repetitively, and it becomes a part of me, just like those songs that we memorize without sitting down to memorize them. Those small, simple choices can be the needle mover for you. Because I learned a long time ago from Tony Robbins back in 1990 that readers are leaders. And I was like, okay, if, sure. that's the, if that's the bottom line, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a commitment to read. Uh, and, and just by making the commitment to read, you automatically put yourself in the top of the movers and shakers of the world. Nowadays, with our mobile phones, you can listen to Audible at 2x, at 3x speed once you train yourself how to do that. And on a morning walk of an hour, you're putting three hours of good information into your mind where the average person doesn't put three hours of good information in their mind in a year. <laughs> right. You do that on a daily basis. It, it, you separate yourself from the crowd very, very quickly by making small, seemingly insignificant changes. You separate yourself to be the leader you're capable of being for yourself, for your family, for your community, for all the areas that are important to you. Those are some things to consider. Uh, if you're looking to make change in any area of your life, that brief morning routine can be the catalyst to transform all of them. 
So Tom, do you, you, you mentioned a walk. Um, are there other things you do as your morning routine that keep you on track on a, you know, uh, to keep your, the, the habits that you have each day and your morning routine that keep you on track for your goals well, sure. and for everything? Yeah, sure. Okay, so let's go back to taking good care of our vehicle, our body, right? Yeah. Most people have a vehicle, you know, whatever your vehicle is. Uh, you know, uh, I have, I've had many exotic cars and fun things throughout the ages, but I never would put sugar in the gas tank. I never would, you know, uh, just make them deteriorate and not give them the proper care and attention. Yet for yeah. years, I gave my body improper care and attention and would poison it with uh, excessive alcohol, uh, on some occasions, some, some, uh, legal and illegal drugs, you know, and, and poison it with activities that weren't in its best interest. Yeah. You know, so the, the car example is one thing, but think of you, you owning a, a million dollar horse. Would you let that million dollar horse stay up smoking at night, drinking alcohol <laughs> and, and partying all night if it had a big race the next day? You, right. it just would be, you know, you treat yourself like you treat a million dollar horse. I, I, that part of the billion dollar uh, Beal scenario is you are the owner and caretaker of your billion dollar body, you know, and are you currently giving it the proper care that you would give a, uh, whatever, whatever your, your favorite car is, a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, a Maserati, a, uh, a Bugatti, a Pagani, uh, you know, whatever your favorite car is, you tr give that care and attention. Why not give your billion dollar body the care and attention that it deserves? Hmm. Feed it the proper foods, uh, get the proper sleep. So part of my morning routine is I get to bed at a decent time and I wake up early and I wake up energized. I wake up refreshed. Why? Because I planned for that the night prior. Hmm. So uh, journaling is a part of that. Writing my, my thoughts down on, on paper into a journal, uh, allowing my mind to have quiet time, giving myself um, the proper rest. You know, let's think back to that, that training of a horse. If you had that million dollar horse, would you be running it ragged every single day, you know, depriving it of sleep and just training the <laughs> crap out of it? Or would you recognize there's, there's time to train and there's time to rest, right? right. It, it, and you need to do the same for yourself. Give yourself the proper care and attention, just like you would a million dollar horse or multi hundred thousand dollar uh, car or a million dollar car, whatever, you have a billion dollar body, start treating it as such. And part of that is also, you know, uh, getting out of the news, getting out of the, the, the crap music, the low vibratory music and start putting high vib vibratory and energy uh, enhancing audios into your ears, start mm. giving your brain good information, good in leads to good out. When you make these small changes, very quickly, people will start looking at you and like, what, who, who are you and, and where'd the old you go? Like, you know, what be, what used to be fun for you now is just a waste of time. Where yeah. are you investing your time instead of wasting your time? Small things like that. But the morning routine, I, I, my, you heard my morning routine. I would suggest you don't have to emulate that to the T, but find something that gives you an hour of power in the morning, which gives you time. So instead of waking up and following other people's agenda, checking email or checking social media, you have your time with yourself first. Yeah. That's the key. And, and have that time. The, the best hour of power is just doing a half hour walk out, half hour walk back, find some audios that resonate with you that are just in time, like giving you the information that you need to get you from where you are to where you want to go. And watch how then it's up to you to, to Im implement those lessons that you learn from the podcast, the, the lessons that you learn from the audio books, et cetera, 
uh, in very short order, your health can be stellar, your relationships can be uh, amazing, and your financial situation can be exponentially larger than what it is currently. Great stuff. Do you have um, any sort of recommendations? You've mentioned a couple of books so far, but it sounds like you've got you've read a lot. You've got some you've got some good recommendations. Do you have one that you would recommend for people that are trying to change their daily habits or that you know trying to get clarity on something and decide which direction to go? Do you have a resource for that? A book or a sure. podcast or any resource? Sure. Um, boy, there's so many. I mean, it, it, <laughs> in my app, I have an app. Uh, if you go to the simplifier.com, uh, I have an app there that I share app only content and I shared some of my most favorite books on audible inside there. But one, one, one of them that comes to mind when you ask that question, one of my favorites of all time is called money and the law of attraction. Hmm. And even though the title has money in it, it talks about how to basically manifest your ideal version of yourself, your ideal relationships, and your ideal monetary uh, situation. It's super, super powerful. It's by Abraham Hicks, Money and the Law of Attraction. Nice. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yep. And, and, yeah, and then uh, for my audibles, uh, go to thesimplifier.com. Uh, register for my member-only app, and inside there, I have my most recent uh, favorite top, I think top 12 that I shared, and it's, if you listen to those 12, uh, that will, there's no one that, that can't positively impact uh, lives. Yeah. Definitely checking out your app. Cool. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners today? You've shared so much great stuff. I just want to make sure we get... Um, all of Tom's message here. So is there anything else you want to add? Yes. It doesn't matter where you came from or where you are now. You are capable of creating the plot twist that leads to turning your dreams into reality. Just to give the basis of how I can say that. I grew up born to teenagers. My mom was 17. My dad was 19 when I was born. I was raised around four divorces and six marriages as a child. I went to nine different schools by eighth grade. I was the late bloomer. I, I wrestled in high school, 91 pounds my freshman year, 91 pounds my sophomore year, 105 pounds my junior year, 119 pounds my senior year. I was the new kid in all those schools. I was picked on. I was bullied. I was, you name it. Uh, we lived in poverty, uh, always going to a different house, all, and, and most of the time trailer, and, and there's all that adversity. And through that, I'm not, I'm not saying I had the worst, uh, you know, but I'm, I'm sharing with this to relate to you, no matter what the challenges you've been through, no matter what the difficulties, no matter what the circumstances were, you have greatness within you. You have your story. You are unique because of your PEP, your PEP, your personality, your experiences, and your perspective. I want, and I, I, my hope is that our, our time here with Emily, myself, and you plants the seed to remind you that you have some dreams that you've been suppressing. And it's time for you to start exploring. What could it, what would that look like? You know, stop suppressing your dreams and start living. I had a near death experience. I, I I was walking towards the bright white light and said, "Stop! This isn't how it's supposed to end." I know you had more for me to accomplish. Send me back. I'd learn to walk and to talk again. And uh, I will share this. I, I wish that you could have what I feel after coming back from that. I wish I could flip a switch through this podcast here and let you know, like what it's like to have that second chance without going through the pain and the trauma and, and having to learn how to walk and talk again. 
uh, this can be your second chance. Let me flip this switch, reach through this audio and flip the switch for you. This is now your second chance. Start living. See, we talked about not having regrets of your past. My hope for you is that when you get to that last day, which we all have, and by the way, I feel like Superman. I am immune to death until it's my time. I want you to have that feeling and, and go for it. Live your life without fear. Live your life without worry what anybody cares, what anyone thinks. Who cares? This is your life. Live the life that you want so that when you get to that last breath, anyone who's around you, you want to high five like we freaking went for it. Hmm. I want you to not look on your past with regret. And I don't want you on that last day to look back with regret and say, man, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have tried this. I wish I would have explored this. Don't wait for a near-death experience. Start living now. Start living now. Most people are, are afraid to live. And the, the, you know, the, the fear of whatever, uh, judgment, the fear of who, oh, what's so-and-so going to say, who gives a crap? Go for your life on your terms. You can, and you, you can, with just the information we should hear, live your life by design. You can gain clarity on what exactly it is that you want. And you can, you can begin exploring those avenues. You can find the mentors to point you down the path to get from where you are to where you want to be. My hope, Emily, is, is this gets uh, a lot of people that, that reply back to you and say this, lit a fire under them, lit a spark in mm -hmm. them to, to finally stop suppressing their dreams and start going for it. That's my love goal. Love it. I love it, Tom. Yeah, that's why that's why I love talking to you because everything that you share is has got this positivity to it. It's got this energy that you know it's rare to find uh, mm -hmm. on a regular basis. Anyway, you know um, of of that you you know you take adversity, you take all of your experiences, and you don't blame or sit in that. You you look at that as how can that be a springboard to success and to helping other people. And I know you've done a lot to help other people and I appreciate that. And I, mm -hmm. I'm glad that we've been able to share that with our listeners here and make it, you know, give them a chance to to flip that switch and and live their dreams. So fantastic. Awesome. So uh, thanks for having me here, Emily. Uh, thanks. How can people up? find you after this oh, podcast? Sure. If someone wanted to reach out and see what else you do, how can they, sure. how can they find Tom Beal? If you Google me, you'll find a ton. Tom Beal, B-E-A-L, but also you can go to thesimplifier.com. That's one of my nicknames. I help people simplify. I stop, help them stop overcomplicating success and, and gain you know, the clarity like we've discussed here. But thesimplifier.com, you can learn more about me than you probably wanted to know. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Tom. And we'll be talking soon. Hopefully you'll come back and, and give us more of your story. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to the Choice Happens podcast. For more inspiration, go to choicehappens.com. Until next time, think, choose, do, be awesome.